0: I'm sorry. Welcome back to the Strength and Speed Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Preparis, and joining me is Brenna Calvert. Brenna, say hi.
1: Hello, everybody. Glad to be back again.
0: Yeah, it's been a while since we've had Brenna on, but she is back with her new job in Newton, Kansas at Anytime, Anytime Fitness. Is that the correct branch? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> cool. Congratulations on that. Uh, Thank you. Go. Before we get to our guests, we'll have a quick word from our sponsors for the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Health IQ. Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health-conscious people. So if you're a runner, a cyclist, a strength trainer, or an OCR athlete, like you probably are since you're listening to this podcast, and you don't have life insurance, I would hit up Health IQ because they offer discounts for being healthy. What you need to do is you need to head over to their website, healthiq.com slash S-A-S-P for our Strength and Speed podcast. Once you get over to their website, you're going to have to take a Health IQ quiz, and that's going to see if you qualify for lower rates on your life insurance. Plus, you can get additional savings by submitting actual data, so things like race results, Strava, RunKeeper, or any other application that you use to actually track your fitness. 56% of Health IQ customers save between 4 and 33% on their life insurance. So if you're with another life insurance agency and you're not taking advantage of all the fitness work you're putting in on your spare time, then you need to switch companies right now. Car insurance companies give you lower rates for being a good driver. There's no reason that health insurance companies shouldn't give you a lower rate for being a healthier person by doing things like training, running, lifting weights, and participating in our favorite sport, OCR. You don't have to be an elite athlete to qualify. You just have to be the type of person who's putting in a little bit of time and effort to make yourself healthier. And if you're listening to this podcast, chances are that's you. So head on over to healthiq.com/sasp and see if you qualify for lower rates today. Okay, our guest today is Corinna Coffin. If you've been involved in obstacle course racing for a couple years, you probably know the name. She's from Charlottesville, Virginia, currently living in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, Currently, she's getting her master's degree at the University of Utah in sports nutrition to become a dietitian. I know her from her time on the Battlefrog Pro Team, which, to be honest with you, I I think I have a secret crush on all of the Battlefrog Pro Team, maybe because they do mandatory (laughs) obstacle completion, and I think that's awesome, and they were all great athletes. But um, yeah, so she came in, she was on the podium regularly when Battlefrog was still around. She finished second at the Battlefrog Championship in 2015. In 2014, she was second place at the Spartan World Championship. Uh, This year, at the US Championship, she finished second in the 3K short course. In 2016, she sustained a knee injury in Breckeridge at a Spartan race, following shortly thereafter by a severe ankle sprain during the rehab phase. And kind of, since then, she's kind of made the switch over to CrossFit more. So in 2017 uh, was her first CrossFit Open season, finished 44th individually at the Southwest Region, qualified for CrossFit Regionals on a team as part of CrossFit Sanitas in Boulder, Colorado, and finished around 23rd in Regionals. But the big one, or the, le- the two biggest ones that have occurred in the last year is one came in first place at the first Tough Mudder X, which was... Put out on short notice, and she came in and did very well, uh, beating Cassidy Watton, and then got suckered into applying for Steve Austin's Broken Skull Ranch and won her episode. So she is now the reigning Skullbuster champion on that show. So Corinna, welcome to the show. Sorry for the long intro. <laughs>
2: yeah, thank you, Evan. That was that was quite the intro. I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> cool. Yeah, we've been trying to get you on the podcast for a while, and just some sometimes the schedules don't line up and we get sidetracked. But I'm glad you are here and curious to hear about your training and all that other good stuff you've been up to.
2: Yeah, it has been a long time, so thank you all so much for having me.
0: Cool. So let's start off with, you know, I'd say 2016 and prior, you were like OCR, Corinna. And then 2017, I felt like I was it was CrossFit, Corinna. Although, you made, like you <laughs> said, we made a couple appearances in uh, the, the OCR world. So 2018, are we getting CrossFit Corinna, OCR Corinna, or is there going to be like a new TMX Corinna? What's what, what do we have in store for us?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I've been bouncing back and forth a bit. I think I I started off with CrossFit first, but I was it was very beginning stages of CrossFit in my training for triathlon at Virginia Tech. Um, so CrossFit was always just like a, my training method, and then yeah, this past year I decided to focus. Um, a little more wholeheartedly on it and just have fun and, and see what what came, what came about on the competition side of things. And it turned out to be um, a pretty awesome year for me. And so, yeah, 2018, um, I think you'll see more of this kind of hybrid, Corinna, where, um, you know, I definitely, I, I love CrossFit. Um, I do miss obstacle course racing, but I, in terms of training, I have not been running um long distances at all so um I'm pretty excited about Tough Mudder X coming out for 2018 and you know it becoming more of uh, a series I think there's going to be I think right now there's three Tough Mudder X races on the schedule that are like official and I know they're having a championship and stuff so um yeah between training for regionals hopefully regionals again this year and TMX uh those are that's definitely on my list
1: So I don't want to jump in too fast in the details of TMX, but seeing how that went last year, it really intrigued me just because I kind of find myself being better on the like stronger side than fast. Um, Have you heard, I got wind of rumors, and I don't know, maybe you know a little bit more being the standing champion. Mm -hmm. I was told that rumor has it that they might be lessening some of the weight from like the lifts, which if that's the case, that kind of breaks my heart because... I feel that's what would set it apart from others and be my advantage and kind of maybe for you too. Have you caught wind of that or heard anything about that?
2: Yeah, no, to be honest, that would that would kind of break my heart a little bit too. I have <laughs> spoken with um, uh, Tough Mutter HQ about just kind of how they wanted feedback regarding TMX this past year. And so I kind of um, – I just talked to them about, like, that's all the things I loved about the race and – yeah, the weight and the sandbags, that was definitely, like, that was definitely something that stood out, um, from a lot of other, like, obstacle course racing short courses, because, um, a lot of other, you know, OCR short course, they don't, it's short course, but they don't add any weight, and they don't add a whole lot of weight into it, and so Tough Mudder really stood out this past year, because they really honed in on the CrossFit or functional fitness side of things, and OCR, and so I really do hope they keep that. I, I, I to be totally honest I have no idea what their um, plan is for in, in terms of the workout stations and what they're keeping what they're not but I will say if I have any if I have any per, uh, persuasion in the mix I would I will be highly I will highly advocate the um, the sandbags the heavy sandbags to remain in <laughs> so I hope I hope that's the case girl yeah well because like I mean I know people were whining and saying it was too heavy but
1: I mean that'll just It's just the difference in it, and I think it keeps it different. Like you said, I mean, there are other, if you want a short course, go do a short course or something else, or like Conquer the Gauntlet is a shorter version, or, you know, places are coming up with more of like a sprint one-mile course. But I'm hoping Mm -hmm.
2: that
1: Tough Mudder, because they have their normal 10-mile and then the 8-hour and the 24-hour, I hope they're not looking to try and branch into the short course and take away that strength option, because I just think it makes it different and brings out, different athletes and wide variety of skill sets but i'm like oh no because that's my advantage and if they take it away then
2: crap (laughs) no we definitely saw like at at tmx like the separator but the race really started once you hit the sandbag queens and so um you know that was really where there was the separation and i get for you know i get that tough mudder would probably want to keep the race somewhat close and so yeah maybe they do lighten it a little bit but I, I hope they keep the movements in there, at least, and I hope that they don't turn it into, like, a, a joke weight, right, because it's definitely, I mean, I don't think, the at least on the female side, I don't think our sandbags were, to, like, if you said, oh, an 85 or 95 pound sandbag cleaning, it's like, oh, it doesn't sound that heavy, but I, I uh, you know, in the middle of the race, oh, my gosh, that felt like, it felt so heavy, and the fact that it was sandbag and not a barbell, like, it just, it made it a lot more difficult, and I loved that aspect of it, so, like you said, it, it definitely, you know, t- to stand out from just a regular short course OCR, I would really love to see them keep keep those kinds of um, functional fitness movements in there. So I'm with you, girl.
0: I'm on the same page. Yeah, I like the fact that the weights. Again, I didn't compete in it. I have no plans to compete in it, but I like the fact that the weights are heavy, right? Because I don't. I think it's a unique aspect or a unique format. And adding, you know, making the weights lighter, like you said, waters it down and turns it into basically just a normal short course OCR. I like the fact that it, it brings out a new type of athlete or maybe favors a different type of athlete athlete who's maybe doing more strength training than they are, you know, running endurance training. So I agree. Right. And
2: there's a lot of athletes in the OCR field that are like, that come from this kind of weight strength or strength training background and or that's their method of training right now. And so I think it appeals to... Um, a huge crowd in that regard because you know some people just gravitate more towards that than the running and so there should be something for everyone um I think it, I think it could be really exciting for for 2018 to have uh, to have this new style of hybrid racing
0: yeah so before we talk about that some more let's back it up a little give me a little bit of information about the type of athlete you were kind of growing up and then through college and then yeah we'll go from there
2: Sure. Um, Yeah, so I grew up on a horse farm with uh, my three brothers, and we were constantly outside. I think uh, my dad – I always love to tell this because my dad would – aside from having breakfast in the house, he would, like, make us stay outside, and and we weren't allowed back in until the next mealtime. And so we just loved being in the woods, you know, playing – getting dirty, we had our, like, play clothes and our nice clothes because there was a huge difference between the two, and we just love being outdoors. And so I think, um, you know, looking back now, like, that was a huge um, – that really got me into obstacle course racing, and I, I think that, you know, kind of going back to my roots and just being outside and dirty was uh, was something I've always loved. And then growing up, it was soccer and cross-country and lacrosse. Um, and I told you, and I think another – A previous interview we had, Evan, um, I started the SEAL team physical training program um, led by former Navy SEAL John McGuire, and uh, my brother, I did it with my brother, and we we started doing it in high school before school. We'd we'd work out outside in this boot camp-type class and uh, kept doing that when we came home from college in the summers and on breaks, Um, so that was really cool, and that, that definitely was a huge influence on me um, deciding to kind of devote my life to health and, and wellness and get more in the fitness and nutrition field. And so I decided to major in nutrition and exercise in college and um, played club lacrosse and was on the club triathlon team at Virginia Tech as well. So then, then I fell the into CrossFit and, and OCR and the rest is kind of history. Now it's, now it's just become such a huge part of my life, and um, I can't imagine not having either of the two, you know, in my life. So it's been a it's been a wild but awesome, awesome ride, and have met tons of awesome people along the way too.
0: Cool. And your your dad was actually actually an Olympian, wasn't he, in horse? Yes. Equestrian? Yes,
2: he was a, an equestrian uh, Olympian and gold, and and two time gold medalist. Oh, well, I guess. I don't know if the double gold medals. they won a uh, individual and the US one team that year too. So, um, Crazy. yeah, he's a stud. <laughs> and I used to think there was no. I used to think there was no correlation between like uh, between his equestrian world and what I was doing. You know, in the midst of my OCR career, but kind of looking back at um, and talking with him, just a lot of things that he he did. It's it's basically obstacle course racing on a horse like, for the cross country portion of it. Um, and it was really wild. Like, some of the jumps and, and obstacles they had to go over um, were just insane, and I have some pictures that I've gone back through and looked at, and it's just it's just incredible. So um, it, it was fun to kind of draw a little bit more correlation between our two sports um,
1: since then. So. Well, and that's what I want to interject. I've always had a strong liking and connection to you, Corinna, because, he said you're from Charlottesville, but let's clarify. You're from Rutgersville, right? <laughs> yeah, that's
2: right. Most <laughs> people <laughs> well, don't monetary. know where that
1: is. <laughs> but that's how I met you was I remember it was like Facebook searching and I see a girl from Charlottesville was in like a Facebook group or had liked something OCR related and I was like, Oh, wow, there aren't very many people that I've seen from there and then started like messaging you and you're like, Yeah, I'm actually from Rutgersville. Well, I had lived, spent three years in Standardsville, which is like the neighboring town, the closest <laughs> thing. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, what a small world!" And then
2: Super we got to meet
1: world. at Winter Wintergreen. That was what, like 2014, I think, when you yeah. that was you like busted open your leg or something and had to get stitches before the podium. I remember.
2: Yeah, that was a gnarly race.
1: Yeah, and then just like our <laughs> battle fog time together. So I remember the the end the hokies because my dad yeah. and sister are alumni. So. I, <laughs> I had a little a girl crush, fell in love with Brenna from the beginning.
2: <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> go way back, Brenna. It's been nice. We
1: do. I miss you terribly, but I know. I love Thank seeing you. all that you're progressing in and doing. So that's amazing, and I love hearing about it.
2: But anyway, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, go Virginia. <laughs>
0: Cool. well the the interview you reference is actually in the back of my book strength and speeds guide to elite obstacle course racing so if anyone wants to read more about that or hear more about Corinna's training from a couple of years ago you know you can go check that out it's available on my website but let's talk about training for tough Mudder X so I don't want you to give away all your secrets to success here <laughs> because you're the reigning there aren't champion too
1: many, to be honest <laughs> <laughs>
0: but let's go through like what's your training you know let's say you I guess let's go with what your training is going to look like over the next couple of months slash Mm weeks slash year or months and weeks. Um, And kind of if you were recommending a training plan for someone that, you know, wanted to do well at Tough Mudder X, kind of what would that look like?
2: Sure. Um, Yeah, the crazy thing, as you mentioned in the beginning of this interview, Evan, um, Tough Mudder X kind of came up pretty spontaneously. Um, I saw it. I forget where I saw it, but I was like, oh, well – like that seems like it would be up my alley 10 you know one only a mile um which with my running how much i i or my lack of running at that point um sounded pretty doable um and then 10 fitness zones and 10 obstacles and it was just kind of it sounded perfect and to be honest i really didn't have much of a heads up um maybe maybe 3 or 4 weeks before um before the actual competition so um to be honest, I mean, I did a little bit more sandbag um, sandbag work because it's not super regular in, in my training or it, to do sandbag cleans or sandbag, a whole bunch of sandbag stuff. But, um, you know, besides adding a little bit more of that into my training, I pretty much stuck to my regular um, training plan, which at the time, so last by last spring, I was um, – gearing up for regionals, or maybe, no, this was right after regionals, so I was basically following just my um, my gym, CrossFit Sanitas, at the time, um, I was just following their competitors training, and so it included, you know, it was roughly um, two hours of, two to three hours of training um, per day, and it started with, like, Olympic lifting and, and weightlifting um, in the beginning and skilled work, and then followed by, you know, um, several conditioning pieces, but um yeah i I really didn't branch out a whole lot from um from what i was normally doing and you know that being said next year this upcoming year sorry um you know there's going to be several more tmx races and so i kind of you know i realized that and i want to do well in those so you know i think i'll probably cater my training a little bit more towards tmx but i think that my my current training will will prepare me quite well for those races and um Right now, the CrossFit Open is just around the corner. It starts at the end of February, and my my goal right now is to make. We've got a really competitive gym here in in, um, in Salt Lake City. I'm I'm part of the Salt Lake City CrossFit, and we probably have like 25 really solid male and female competitors that um, that have a shot at regionals or are you know really vying for. Um, competitive spot and so I think we can make several teams this year which I'm really excited about but I definitely want to be part of that and so um, we're following some pretty specific competitors training um, from our coach Justin Dixon and uh, we've got an agenda every day we're in the gym 2-3 hours a day which is um, pretty much my second life aside from taking classes um, full time here at the university and um, that'll go through March and I know the first TMX is the end of March. So, honestly, at that point, I'm just hoping to hoping that my the CrossFit Open training will prepare me um, well for that first race, and then we can make adjustments after that if, if need be. Well, I was just going to say, real quick, you're fully back on training, so your injuries that took
1: you out for a little bit because you kind of you were big on the radar and everybody knew who you were and saw you racing all the time, and then you had the two injuries pretty much back to back because one kind of came from recovery of the first one you're fully mm-hmm. recovered and not having any issues right now. So
2: yeah, knock on wood, I'm feeling, I'm feeling great. And um, yeah, nothing has, has set me back. Nothing has set me back since, um, you know, last year's injury. So that's, that's one thing if I can obviously stay injury free um, because this next little bit between the open and then TMX and regionals, um, hopefully, um, you know, I can't afford any injuries there. So that's uh it's nice that I'm not coming in with any either, so there you go. all is good.
0: Cool. So if there's an OCR athlete, maybe a little more strength focused that wanted to get into Tough Mudder X, kind of what what kind of training would you recommend? Just go join a CrossFit gym or? Uh, I
2: don't think that's. I really don't think um, join especially for the movements that um, that TMX has. I don't think CrossFit joining a CrossFit gym is. Hundred percent necessary. I do think that there's movements in CrossFit that, um, you know, or that are move, movements that are very much in the CrossFit world that, um, you know, it definitely wouldn't hurt. But it's it's not a must at all. Um, I think you have to kind of identify yourself um, as whether you're more OCR related or you're a more strength based athlete, and then kind of work on your weaknesses. So if you're if you're in the gym all the time doing box jumps and pull-ups and cleans and shoulder overhead you know you're probably fine on the strength portion i mean um you can get a sandbag and definitely, or just any heavy object and work on that but um if you know if you're if your weakness is the obstacles then you might want to jump into some you know might want to go the, now there's fortunately there's tons of um ninja gyms all around that you know you can play on or just go out and do some of the races some of the um spartan races or or tough mudders um but i definitely think you have to decide which which part is your weakness and then focus on that because um you know obviously obviously training just obstacles or just the strength movements movements are going to get you you know halfway through the race and it's it's a lot different i will say like Doing the obstacles after you've just done a fitness station or after, you know doing the monkey incline monkey bars um, after you've done fifteen pull-ups it's an it's a entirely different stimulus and um, <laughs> you'll you'll definitely feel that so i would I would recommend kind of practicing going from one you know a, um, a crossfit style movement right into an obstacle, obstacle practice um, because that was I think that's where a lot of people um, kind of fell short at the TMX race over the summer. I think they were like, oh, I got this. Those obstacles look easy, and I've got the CrossFit background, so that should be perfect. And I think that a lot of people stumble on a lot of the CrossFit athletes messed up on the obstacles, and a lot of the OCR athletes undermined the workout stations and the effect it would have for them on the obstacles. So that's the exciting part about this this style race is that, you know, it really it really kind of twists up your normal, your normal obstacle course so i love that i love that about it
1: and so you said even the sandbag threw you off so for someone that is like that does crossfit or knows lifting styles you'd recommend say like okay you know how to use a barbell but they probably want to go get a sandbag and practice with that just because it was kind of like a different feel to it and even that would throw off like someone that's used to lifting type of thing
2: yeah, it's kind of like the axle bar going from a regular uh, barbell to like an axle bar or something. It's just totally like you—you you definitely have um, you definitely have modifications that you need to make with form, and it's just a different stimulus. Now you've got this short, fat, heavy like sack that you have to clean and get those elbows up nice and high. I loved another thing I loved about T M X was the the judges and that each person had their own judge, and they were you know they were very strict on enforcing standards and they held you know they upheld those for everyone across the board and um, yes yeah, so you can't get away with a sloppy low clean and and uh, expect to get away with it so um, yeah I would definitely you know if, if they keep the sandbag components again I'm not sure when they're going to come out with their obstacle list um, I'm itching to get my hands on that <laughs> too for sure but um, I don't know when they'll come out with it, but if the sandbags are in there, I would definitely um, I would definitely get a little familiar with those.
0: Awesome. So <laughs> great answer. I'm, I'm going to step out for a minute. Brenna, I keep talking, and I will be back after this phone call. Thanks. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. So kind of piggybacking, this is um, – I don't know if Evan's going to leave me in control for the first time. Woo-hoo. <laughs> but um, – So with TMX, we can kind of tie these two together because you had competition that you knew from the OCR world and then outside competition that might have been new. I know there's a lot of different athletes brought in from different sports, but um, touching base on, I I believe Cassidy got second behind you in TMX, correct? Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So then that kind of takes me to Broken Skull. I mean, we've had a couple different athletes from Broken Skull Challenge, um, myself included, and so... Most people that have been listening to this podcast kind of know how that's set up, but let's talk about, like, your your frenemy, because <laughs>
2: Cassidy was
1: the reigning champion of Broken Skull for so long, and then you come along, and after TMX, and then Broken Skull, now you're the champion, so kind of how did that, how'd that feel, and, you know, did you and Cassidy get to kind of communicate at all during or after filming, talk about that a little bit?
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. No, it's it's so fun competing against Cassidy. We had a ball at at TMX. Um, we she our the, the final the championship um, for for everything at TMX was super close between Cass and I, and we were battling out the whole way, pretty much neck and neck. I think I had a little bit of a uh, of an edge on her, especially leading into the second half of the race. But <laughs> when I when I slipped off the wall and. And because um, I had I had my one shoe, but when I slipped off the wall, we were pretty much neck and neck, and we had like one more obstacle to go for the finish line. So she always, whenever Cassie's in the mix, you know, she, you know, things are going to be close. You know, things are going to be exciting, and she's an, an incredible athlete. So, um, yeah, you know, it was it was fun competing against her at TMX, and then uh, shortly after was when I I found out I. Would be going out to um, Steve Austin's ranch for Broken Skull, and yeah, my goal obviously was was to take down her time. I I was coming in with a little a little bit more confidence, um, knowing that I had just raced her in in a, in a short course. Um, so, so yeah, I was feeling pretty confident. But gosh, it was just a crazy experience doing the Broken Skull. It was not you know, definitely not within my comfort zone doing those head to head really physical um uh challenges against the other girls, but was somehow miraculously able to come out on top of the episode and, and finally had that, that bro that school buster sitting in front of me and, and um and got a got a crack at it. So it was it was a really cool experience. I know that uh there's a little saltiness from Cassidy but all in good nature she will we'll always uh will always be competitors and and friends and um as she put it frenemies <laughs> but but yeah no no hard feelings I think she 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 said something about like TMX and then broken school and and taking out a couple bucks from her pocket but uh <laughs> yeah there will be more of Cassidy down the road I'm sure of it
1: Oh, definitely. Well, so I'm going to ask, what changed your mind or who kind of pushed you or got you to do Broken Skull? Because if I'm not mistaken, I remember (laughs) after my first season on it, I mentioned they were, like, you know, always looking for tough females because it's one of those things, like, you'll get guys that want to wrestle all the time, but it's harder to find the girls that, you know, have the grit and toughness to go up against it. And I mentioned you, and I even reached out to you, and I was like, Corinna, you'd be perfect for this. And your response was... (laughs) Typical sweet Corinna of like I'm just too nice and I can't do that and <laughs> here you are now the champion so when uh, I saw that you went. I was like wait a minute what changed?
2: Yeah no no you're totally right and uh, I will say two, you know two years ago I think it was two years ago when, were, Is that when you first talked to me about it or uh, yeah I think, I think I think so yeah something like that because I know that there was a lot there were a lot of OCR athletes that were. Getting into Steve Austin's challenge, and so I remember, you know, you have to, you have to take back two years now. Corona two years ago was definitely I was, <laughs> I was like ten pounds, ten ten fifteen pounds lighter. Wasn't doing as much CrossFit and was definitely more of like your runner, still str- more strength based if you had to if you're comparing OCR athletes. But when you you know the girls from it's in Steve Austin's um, Broken Skull Ranch, they are. You know, they come from numerous different backgrounds and uh you know I think at the time I honestly think if I you know 2 years ago had had signed up to do this um I don't think I would have made it like it's my my uh my strength and my kind of training has it's it's evolved quite a bit over the past 2 years even and um I'm glad I I'm glad I waited this long cuz I think it um you know I think it really set me up well but yeah, to be honest, even this year, I was just like, man, I really don't know if I want to do this. Like, I really was not convinced. It was after, actually, it was it was at TMX, and Hunter, obviously, the, the male reigning champ of of Broken Skull, he was like, Kerna, you just be Cassidy in this short course. Like, you know, you would be perfect for Broken Skull, and if you, you get to that, you know, if you get to the Skullbuster, you've... You know, you just competed against Cassie. I think you could probably take down her time. And so, um, while I was pretty confident about my obstacle awesome course ability, it was the other—it was getting to that point that um, that was the iffy part. And I just wasn't sure I wanted to go through all that to get to the school buster, to be honest. And um, you know, kind of everything aligned. Like I was moving; I had just moved out to Utah for grad school. School wasn't starting up for another um, three weeks or so. I wasn't doing anything in Utah aside from just getting uh you know getting outside and exploring and and um getting to know the city a little bit. So I was like, okay, like got all this time they called me back after the interview or after the the Skype interview and said they'd like to have me. So I was just kind of like, you know what? <laughs> Let's just do this and um and see how it goes. Nothing to lose. And um yeah, and it was just a really cool experience. And I actually well, so Margarita and Alyssa Holly were in my episode. So it was kind of nice, to be honest. It was kind of nice to see some familiar faces there um, because I was totally, like, ready to get back on the plane and head back home, like, right when I landed. I was like, nope, this is – I shouldn't have done this. I, To be honest, I was second-guessing myself until – pretty much up until that first challenge.
1: Well, and that's what I agree. I mean, when I did it, it was just one of those, like, nerve-wracking things, and I didn't know anybody, and then – when I got to go back for the second episode and doing like an all-star being like four people. And I just thought, well, this is just so different now and it's more casual and got to kind of like not feel so nervous because as funny as it is, it felt better knowing the girls I was going to compete than being complete strangers. Yeah. But I think maybe you can answer and help clear this up because it's funny. People talk and make their comments and they're like, Oh, it's so all the shit talking on there. It's just kind of ridiculous. And I mean, I feel like the guys do it more but the girls in my opinion like it wasn't they didn't give you lines and then they didn't force you to talk bad about people and most of the girls wound up not like it was kind of like I mean in my instance they kept kind of prodding like okay no but seriously what do you think about your competition like tell us (laughs) something and that's why I think you you were like I'm too nice well I'm sure it was just one of those like yeah I'm gonna do really good and my competition's gonna be great but let's just see what happens and I kind of feel that once you started talking, it was probably like the same thing. You're like, okay, this is not I don't have to be completely like mean and make dirty comments and just go out and do your right. thing.
2: Yeah, no, I was really pleasantly surprised, honestly, um, that when we got there, cause I was like, if they're feeding me, if they're going to feed me lines, um, of, of stuff to say, like, I'm, I'm not doing it like this is cause that's just not me. And so it was really comforting when they were like, yeah, we're like, we want you to be yourself. If you are, um, a little bit of a, Uh, an instigator and a a shit talker then we want to see that like don't hide you know don't shy away from that here on 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 set but like if that's not you like you be you we're gonna we're gonna try to extract like a, a very confident person and we want to see that so don't be like well, I think I'm gonna do well. You know, she's they're like, you know, if you, if you think it, like, say I'm gonna do well, or like I'm gonna, this challenge is mine. And so um, <laughs> there was definitely, you know, I think, especially for me, it was like, okay, I can exude confidence, but I, you know, because I am, I am confident in my abilities for some of these, some of these challenges. But like, there's, there's no reason to bring that upon like your opponent. Like, and that's what I love about the obstacle course racing community is that we always respect our competition and it's never about the other girls. It's always about the course and taking on the course and, and defeating the course, right, and, and being the first person or the fast person at doing it. But it's never like, oh, I'm going to take Brenna down. Like, So that was one aspect of the show that, like, I wish it didn't um, – I wish there was less emphasis on that because, honestly, that was one of the – the turn off for me in in doing this show or um, especially in the beginning was just you know I don't I don't want to make this about people I want to make it about um, the challenges the athleticism and and strength and grit it requires and then ultimately getting to that obstacle course so um I was definitely like torn with that like between deciding to apply for it and do the show or not but I ultimately just decided hey like I can control like I can control um, how I present myself and, and what I say to an extent obviously it's, it's video production TV production they can chop and create make it sound yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, they can they can pick and choose and so you're you're taking a little bit of a risk there but to be honest it was um, you know it was just something that I was like hey I'm gonna try to you know present myself in the best light possible and make it about um, like the challenges and not not get you know mean talking so it, I was really, I was really, I was really um, pleased with with um, CNT for that and, and Broken School, and uh, it does make you think. Like, so when you watch some of the episodes, yeah, like they don't, you know, they you do hear a lot of shit talking, and, and that's when you're like, oh come on, they don't even make you say that stuff, but you're still <laughs> saying it. And you kind of sound ridiculous. So, um, you know, I get definitely get a good laugh at some of the episodes that I watch. I'm just like, oh boy, but. I will say there was a lot of things I did say like about my competitors in a good like I said good things about my competitors and that didn't make it obviously into into the the show like whatever, (laughs) that's fine. (laughs) But Well and that's what even knowing
1: that you won, I mean I think the most nerve wracking part is watching the show live because you don't know what they're gonna make you say. Like like you said, they could (laughs) spin it to where they chop it and you sound like a complete jerk.
2: Even though you're being so nice. i i kid you not i was like i was like my armpits were dripping sweat watching this show i was just like i and to be honest like a yeah because mostly because i didn't know what they were going to choose from my mouth to like to <laughs> to show but also because i i honestly did not remember like what i like in the pit i have no idea what i did like uh people were asking me oh so like how did you take how did you take it from all the pit and i was like i must have like blacked out in, <laughs> in being so excited and like and and just so much adrenaline going in the pit. I was like, I don't even know. Like I was on the ground and then I was got on top and I was just like, I don't even know how I did it. And so it was kind of fun to rewatch that part and, and actually see what I did. But yeah, more so nervous because yeah, you don't know how they're gonna depict you. And, <laughs> and <laughs> luckily, I think they did. I I was I was I was pretty much. Pleased with, with how they did our, our episode and everything. But yeah, super nerve wracking to watch.
1: Well, definitely. Well, so you're going to be, we know you'll be very busy because of that, too. I don't know. I mean, obviously, you probably can't talk too much in the future about it, but um, I don't think it's happened yet. But you'll be going back for reigning champion. I guess you'll have to set a new time on the new mm-hmm. Skullbuster because you were the last episode for the females. So that's kind of exciting because you get to actually. Well, exciting slash nerve-wracking. You actually get to run the course again, whereas like the other champions that take over in the middle of the season don't really run the course again. So,
2: yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely nerve-wracking because you know now it's you know, I'm excited about it because you know I can train. I don't, I don't, know, I guess it's it's exciting, nerve-wracking, all in one because they've got you know cross regional or hopefully cross at regional um, TMX and then you know now, now, trying to be in the best shape possible for setting this new um new new school buster of course, and so luckily, yeah, luckily, those all honestly are great training for each other, so it's not like I have to do um try to find my endurance for one thing whereas my strength for the other it's it's all kind of encompassed um in all three things, which I'm really fortunate um I'm really fortunate for that, but it is super nerve wracking knowing that you have to go back in and like Steve Austin always comes up with, um, pretty gnarly schoolbuster buster each year. Um, so yeah, having run it once and then having one last episode before the season's over, I was like, Oh man, it, you know, it would have been great to come in earlier. So that, um, <laughs> 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 yeah, because now I just have to run it again. Um, uh, you know, in the beginning of filming, but it'll be exciting. It'll be, um, it'll be pretty nerve wracking. I'm sure to like, watch each each um you know for the next episode just watch the girls try- go up against your time and especially if you slip right you only get one shot at um at the school buster so um it'll, it'll be exciting i'm definitely looking forward to all of that coming up this year um well, you've so a busy year yeah, like can't, you said you know, no room for slacking <laughs> yeah well and that's awesome like you
1: said it's not like you have to basically go get on a bike and train for a bike ride It's something separate right. it's all together and it's all gonna you know your training is already set you know what you're doing for training that's working and you're going to keep that up and um with that being said with all those kind of being strength related in a way do you have in the future can you speak in the future i don't know if it's too soon to tell like do you have any type of ocr plans specifically not so much strength related like Maybe coming to see us at Conker's Gauntlet or going to a Savage race or any, like, actual races on the schedule? Or are you just trying to get through pretty much the beginning of the year where all these big competitions are first and kind of plan from there?
2: Yeah, no, that's a great question. And, and to be honest, it's – um so, like, last year, 2017, I had no intention of – I had nothing planned out. And it was the first year I wasn't under contract for racing. Um, I was no longer with Battle Frog; They went under. And so – um it's kind of nice to just have that spontaneity with my schedule and be like, oh, like this race is going on. I think I, you know, that fits into what I've been training for. I'll go do it. And so, taking that a little bit this year, obviously, now that I know TMX is happening, um, I can put those on the schedule. But as for other races, um, you know, it's, it's just going to be a little bit, it, it might have to be a little more last minute. I would love to try some Conquer the Gotlands. I would love to. I've never done a stadium Spartan race, which. Still blows my mind because I feel like I <laughs> I feel like I would do pretty well with them so um, I'd love to get you know one of those um, in the schedule as well but to be honest I'll be um, I'm pretty busy with, I'll be pretty busy with school this semester and then in the summer actually um, we do our dietetic internships um, all summer I think we get a week a week off either in the beginning or the end but otherwise it's nine to five Monday through Friday so um, I'm really going to have to just see what works with my weekend schedule and, um, kind of play things by year a little bit. Cause it's going to be a, it's going to be a really busy one. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. I don't think honestly anything more than, um, kind of four miles is probably not, um, probably not going to, in my not going to be in my wheelhouse right now? Um, but the beauty of CrossFit is that even without, like, running a whole lot, I I feel like I'm very conditioned. Like, you know, just doing all our conditioning pieces, all the Metcons, all the rowing, biking, skiing, like erg and, and running, too. Like, I feel like that really, it helps with injury prevention. You know, it's great. Those are great methods for cross training. And, uh, you know, it doesn't set me too, too far back um, in terms of running. Um, which is which is really nice.
1: So. Well, that's exciting then because I'm gonna pencil you in for conquer the mountain sometime since it's right at four miles. I'll just keep saying that just because oh, I know you dominate I and yeah, and I know I get to see you more. But <laughs> that's me just being selfish. And I'm actually that's what I've been trying to train more and hopefully get to some TMX just because I'm excited for that new challenge. And again, I I want to see you, so I'm just gonna have to go to TMX. Hey, so
2: I hope you do. <laughs> We'll make, it that, but, uh,
1: we'll make that a goal. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think we've, you know, covered a lot of what you've been up to and your training and what you suggest for others, and you've had a very successful OCR and CrossFit fitness career, and you've got a lot going with school and so much positive happening for you. That's just great to hear, and we love seeing that. Um Thanks, we, The OCR community, I know, they, we miss you seeing you so much, but it's exciting that you've got so much happening, um, but we can... <laughs> I bring this to a wrap up, I guess, sadly, but do you have any final like shout outs or sponsors or anything you have going on that you want to say thanks to or shout out here while we have you?
2: Um, Yeah. Thanks, Brenna. Thanks for that. Um, Yeah. You know, I've, I've been really fortunate enough to partner with ultra running um, for 2017 and again this year and um, compression wise uh, second skin gear has been amazing with um working with me and providing me with really awesome compression gear for both um my obstacle course racing and um <laughs> and broken skull and uh crossfit and so it's just nice to have you know I'm I'm not I'm not one to just you know take up any sponsorships and and this and that and so it's just nice when I really um I really love the product because you know and and they want me to help represent them and so I'm honored by that and I've really enjoyed working with those two companies in particular. So, I'm um, looking forward to continuing my partnership with them in 2018. And uh yeah, it's just it's just been it's just been awesome so far. I think that um you know, you got to find what you love in terms of sport, right? right? Or fitness, right? It's just you just find what you love and then there's it's pretty cool to find, you know, have these opportunities present themselves and and just uh And just jump at them. So um, I think I I would say for those who are trying to get more competitive, um, whether it's OCR, whether it's CrossFit, is just kind of be your best in whatever it is you love to do, and there's going to be opportunities that arise. Um, They might not be – they might not present themselves as huge right-in-your-face opportunities, so you might have to look for them, and they might be the smaller ones at first, but they can grow into something pretty huge and pretty awesome and um I've just been blessed with having several of those kinds of opportunities um you know in my journey so far. And so I'm glad you've been a part of it, Brenna I'm glad that there's so, so many people. Evan's been so great. Um there's so many people in, in both communities, CrossFit and OCR, that have um have brought me a long way and and helped me get to where I am. So I'm really appreciative of them and that, and I look forward to seeing you as well for 2018. Yeah, well, definitely. And that was a great
1: message there for everybody listening. And I just want to give a quick little shout out to um, Dry Robe for those that don't know. Dry Robe is amazing with their changing warm coat that you can change in, you can completely strip down, it keeps you warm. I used it in the summer, all year round, believe it or not. And they are actually a new 2018 sponsor for conquer the gauntlet pro team, so I just want to give them nice. a shout out and thanks, and can't wait to have them on board this year. And we're gonna get some very spiffy looking dry robes. Can't wait nice. to see those. Nice, they were but, um, awesome yeah.
2: for our OCR world championship. I forget what year. Oh, I mean twenty twenty yeah. yeah, fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. god, It are so freezing, and those things, those things were the bomb. So. <laughs> I'll shout out for Dry too. They're amazing. <laughs> so I have mine. There you so. go, everybody.
1: The, the TMX Broken Skull Champ has spoken about Dry rub, so get you one. Join join <laughs> all the okay. people.